Welcome to Ring Rookie, a girl's guide to the NHL. I am your co-host, Ashley. And I'm your other co-host, Ariel. And welcome to our podcast. Yay. So, Ariel, we're doing our check-in. How are you? What have you been up to? Uh, good. We will gladly uh, skipped a week because we were all very tired. There was just a lot happening. Good. I went to uh, the Coyotes Fan Fest on Saturday, and that was a lot of fun. Did that cost money? I can't remember. No, it was free. It was like a limited ticketed event because they have it. They had it at um, this place called Main Event, which is like a Dave & Buster's kind of type joint. And uh, they had limited tickets released i was on top of that and uh yeah i got two tickets and me and my dad went it was totally private like they shut down the whole main event and it was like literally just for that event was there food that you could buy <laughs> oh okay i had terrible pizza oh, yeah i've been to like a was it a dave and buster's once and it was actually pretty good like i would go back again i would say dave and buster's food is better than main event okay the games are so expensive for stuff like that though oh and we got a free like game card Oh, for like okay. three hours. It was so fun. So, uh, <laughs> do you get to hang out with the players then? Yeah, it was fun. Like they got to do, um, like they were doing signings. They were kind of doing some panels, like more like, I guess, official uh, stuff. And then uh, I guess the added bonus of having it there is they definitely just were walking around. So if you didn't get to get in the long ass line to get a signature um you could probably just walk around and bump into them and be like hey can i get this signed and they all did then they also were playing air hockey they did laser tag and then bowling which i spent most of my time bowling <laughs> are you a good bowler i was uh <laughs> i was on I saturday show off. <laughs> i was on saturday i think at one point i had a, a four freaking six foot tall players just literally watching me play because they were impressed by my accuracy and I was like what is life right now but I was like hey I'm playing a good game today this never happens it was great it was fun you showed up when you needed to yep it's amazing that sounds so fun I wish they would do something like that here but I know they do ducks day at Disneyland I should look into that that's fun Thank you. Yeah. I swear I've been there before when it's happened because I've seen like a bunch of people in their jerseys. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Oh, that's so fun. I figured because like I know a lot of teams like have like had their fan fest or whatever in like the preseason, but the Coyotes were gone for a majority of preseason and then are traveling. And I looked up, they haven't really done anything for like like that for fans since like 2019. I feel like part of it has to do with like them not having a home, which I get, but I mean, they may do and like they're definitely trying to, I think it's a good idea to get them back into the community. Especially for sure. Want, especially if you want to keep hockey here. And I think that was like a good sign that it is, they're trying to stay. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, can you buy season tickets for them? Because the arena is just so you can. small. You can. Okay. It's interesting. I wonder if they're like a hot commodity or not. I don't know. I joined some fan pages and it seems that a lot of people actually do. So I don't okay. know. That's promising then. Yeah. What have you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had COVID oh. and then after I finally started testing negative, it was safe to leave the house. I think I saw a movie. I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. And then tonight we're going to actually go to the LA Haunted Hayride. So that's about as far as my activities go. <laughs> In the last like two was it two weeks now week yeah yeah nothing exciting but you'll be here next week i will <laughs> we're gonna go see Sidney crosby in person i'm literally just like glowing excited about it i can't be excited for literally anything else <laughs> i can't believe that we're i'm the fact that i'm traveling for hockey now what is life yeah but it's Sidney crosby can you believe it, it's gonna cost me less to go over there yeah <laughs> 
I mean, tickets, uh, as I told you, they're like 50 bucks for the Kings game and then like 40 bucks for the Ducks game. So we're going to go to both. And yeah, parking is going to be, I guess, the most expensive probably part of it all. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. We'll post videos and pictures. Yes. Be a good time. All the warm up videos. I'm so excited to just like plant myself in front of the glass and just like watch them. Just <sighs> I gotta make a skate on by. We're gonna make signs? We should make signs. Yeah, we're making signs. Okay. We're gonna have a whole experience. <laughs> I am that person who does not like to draw attention to myself. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be tasteful. Yeah. I just would like a puck that I like don't have to pay for because they have the like commemorative pucks for each game day that you can buy for like 20 bucks in the game store which are really cool I got one for opening day for the ducks but like I think the warm-up pucks say it's like official warm-up puck oh I didn't know that that's really cool I think that's what they do I'm could be totally wrong but I'm pretty sure they do and then it says like who's playing on the puck so they can't like reuse it which i find interesting but i think they like auction them off maybe or put them up for sale somewhere i don't know i could be talking uh, out my ass uh, the way you said like they can't reuse them we'll talk briefly about pucks today but i'm yeah. like are, do they get damaged they probably do yeah i think so but i'm just excited to go to the penguins game so before we get into this too deep we do want to chat about the adam johnson situation unfortunately he did pass away i think it was saturday night into sunday for us i'm in california i know we were both kind of keeping an eye on it he played for the penguins for a couple games he were i think also skated with the ontario rain which is the sub division question mark of the la kings for a couple seasons and then he was over in the uk with the eichl which is like the english ice hockey association and took a skate to the neck in a wild completely unavoidable accident skated off the ice and then went to the hospital and unfortunately passed away so that kind of leads us to our topic for this episode is safety in hockey and how that kind of came to be as far as like helmets and the padding and things that they go to make sure they're as safe as possible and things like this don't happen because this is definitely one of I think four skating accidents with the blade on the skate it's not common so Ariel do you have anything to add? Yeah and I think just in general like I mean everyone's expressing their condolences and like their prayers and thoughts um, and I think it goes without saying that Ashley and I both share those sentiments especially finding out that a lot of friends and family of his were at the ring that night so we just you know we're definitely sending just another another two voices sending our love and prayers their way so we're just really sad for the hockey community but it's been incredible during this time to see how I guess unfortunately how amazing this community can be when they can come together so yeah I think it's just really unfortunate. He was so young. And definitely our thoughts go out to the player of whose skate it was. I cannot imagine what he must be thinking. I just, it's an, it's crazy. Uh, his name is Matt Petgrave. I did get a notification from ESPN today that they're investigating it. I'm not quite sure what that means, but we'll keep you guys updated through here, through our social channels. Um, if anything does change with that, I don't see how you can see it as anything other than accident, but I'm not the law so yeah and then the nottingham panthers uh posted that if you were there and watched the events unfold it was saturday evening and need additional support they posted some text and call advice 
lines for, I guess, trauma. They separated them by under 25s, over 25s, and parents, and we retweeted it onto our um, Twitter. And I'll probably repost it onto our Instagram as well. Definitely check those out if you need them. But honestly, I feel like if you've seen the video, and definitely be very careful around the internet right now, it's not very well hidden, unfortunately. Just kind of take care of yourself and be careful with the internet in these like next coming days because I feel like it's definitely out there and it shouldn't be and that's kind of a bummer in this whole situation yeah it happens so fast so just take care of yourselves and be careful yes please all right in other sad news we've got some injuries coming up there's been a bunch of them going around we're unclear if this is normal for the beginning of the season but there's so many oof injuries let's go all right so these because we skipped a week we're we're racking them up Number one forward, Gabrielle uh, Bellardi of the Winnipeg Jets is expected to miss four to six weeks due to a sprained MCL in his right knee. Uh, Bellardi was tripped by Kings player Blake Lizotte within the first five minutes of the first period and unfortunately fell pretty awkwardly. Then we also have Robbie Fabry. I was like, I've only heard his name once, but I can't remember. Of the Detroit Red Wings, he's going to be out for four weeks because of a lower body injury, not related to last season's knee injury, which limited the forward to 28 games. And then we have Seattle Kraken forward Andre Burkowski. He's going to be out six to eight weeks with an upper body injury. Uh, He was injured after a hit from Rangers captain Jacob Truba in Saturday's loss. I have so much to say about that. (laughs) Truba was giving a minor penalty uh, for boarding on the play. All of the players on that bench should have been penalized or something because they all like if you can, someone go find how to watch it. Maybe we'll see if we can post it somewhere. But I've seen like still shots of the bench like basically attacking Yanni Gord who had his helmet fall off like mid fall and thank God he didn't actually hit the ice because I cannot imagine like the outcome of that had happened. Do things like that have to happen before you get penalized? I cannot like the bench interfering with this whole play was just insane and nothing happened. Yeah, that's that's insane i'll talk more about it later but i have my thoughts on how people need to be uh it's weird because it's a sport where obviously they're gonna get hurt they're gonna get rough but then at the same time when it comes to like the way they protect their teammates and stuff i'll get into that later (laughs) okay i just wanted to butt in on that because i had some thoughts it made me really upset watching that i guess i will continue on with please Ariel's favorite, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, was injured during uh, last Saturday's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Injury occurred during the third period. He grabbed his left side while rushing up to the ice. McDavid, who had played 20 minutes and had two assists, did not play the final four minutes of the third period. He attempted a light skate before overtime but did not return to the game. He was meant to be out two weeks but went to the Heritage Classic last night. Edmonton Oilers won last night. Very suspicious he just suddenly was okay to play that game. (laughs) have you seen the meme of like that wrestler who's like in a wheelchair with like his leg propped up but then he like (laughs) takes off like the jacket like off his leg and then he just stands up and like the cast was like a prop same vibe they posted like they showed someone tweeted that and they're like Connor mcdavid um playing at the heritage classic today Uh and then they played the gif and they showed that on tv (laughs) before the game started it was hilarious because i had the same thought i was like wait a minute i thought he was gonna be out what happened he's Suddenly playing he's perfectly okay. fine he was like i'm not missing this game i mean they're not doing too great so they need all the wins they can get is all i'm saying <sighs> good luck to them yeah <laughs> 
And then Ariel's actual favorite, Nico Heischer, will not play for the Devils against the Minnesota Wild. I think it was yesterday because of an upper body injury. They won that game, though, last night, right? Yes, but it was actually uh, a few nights ago. Why does it say Sunday? Anyway, so he was actually injured after taking a hit to the head from Buffalo Sabres defenseman Connor Clifton in the first period of a 5-4 to four win on Friday. He sure played in the second period but did not play in the third. Clifton received a match penalty on the play and was suspended for two games by the NHL Department of Player Safety on Saturday. This is where I have my quarrel with defending your teammates especially your captain and like now that i'm watching more captains play and more you know just the game more i totally understand why some of these players hold grudges it's kind of funny because it's literally only on the ice that they hold these grudges but like only one player stood up for nico and then he ended up getting 10 minutes for instigating and i was like why is he and then their coach lindy ruff was like they asked them after the game and he said, yeah, like, that's, that's what we want. Like, he should have done that. Like, it, it's fine. Like, um, he's okay to take that penalty. Like, he wasn't even mad about it. So I was like, okay, so why was he the only one stepping up? Because all the players were like, yeah, that's great. Like, he, we need someone to step up. I'm like, okay, but why was it not more of you guys stepping up to help your captain? Because he had been knocked down twice before in the first period like come on now the same thing happened to the kraken like a couple weeks ago where was it i think it was ty cartier was the only one who stood up for oh i can't remember who it was but he he was the only one and he's the rookie he and should then, not be the one defending and then mccann too like yeah like a few games later like why are your forwards the one where are your defending? defensemen yeah, defenseman, I need you guys to defend. I Yeah, or Big Rig. I need him. He's like, he's the muscle. Why is he not up in this business of like defending You're literally your players? Like, what, he's seven foot on the ice. Like, yeah, seriously. I, I have so many questions about what's going on in these guys' heads. Like, this is your job. Why are we not like defending these men who are like getting hurt? Didn't Whatever. I, didn't I laugh? Because I was just like, I know Vince Dunn said that he doesn't want to be what the fighter. Say? He doesn't want to be the fighter anymore, but yeah. I need him to be for real and just fight a little bit because it's driving me nuts. That's all I'm saying. Okay, we got this one, Eric Branstrom. I'm not sure if you watched it, but I did. It was kind of scary. He was stretchered off the ice during a game on Thursday night after an unexpected hit along the boards from Islanders forward Cal Clutterbuck, who outweighs him by almost 40 pounds. Branstrom had just jumped the puck in and Clutterbuck was backchecking hard, so he probably wasn't in uh, Branstrom's field of vision until the very last second as the Islanders forward caught up to him just after releasing the puck. Branstrom had no idea the hit was coming and his upper body was briefly pinned hard against the boards and his legs just went flying up with forward momentum and he ended up hitting his head on the ice like head first and he kind of like got knocked out and he was just like in a lot of pain yeah he seemed to have like a seizure-like activity with like some shaking i did find out that he kind of woke up almost immediately and was was okay but they just he was just in so much pain they had to get him to stop moving as soon as possible for you know obviously like safety this one was also like a really tough to watch situation unfortunately so if you come across a video involving this i would also be careful with yeah um, it's definitely scary to watch i think the reality of their in, like how dangerous this game could be i mean because i even you and i were talking this week like i know all sports essentially have 
the risk, uh, but this one being like the most, the fastest and the most high contact sport, like it's definitely up there. Knives on their feet, you know. Like, I feel like hockey and like race car drivers, like that. Those two, yeah, insane. If you thought we were done with injuries, we're not. <laughs> Luke Shen of the National Predators will be out four to six weeks due to a lower body injury. Shen's last game was a season opener on October 10th, so he's been out for a while. Uh, Kirby Doc is officially out with a torn ACL and MCL in his right knee. I'm really sad for him on that one. And if we, I feel like we're missing some players that have been injured. Definitely. Because it's just absolutely insane. But the fact that we were able to say this many is just, nuts and i guess this is obviously a question for us in the next season i guess like maybe comparing these lists to at that point next year but it just feels like so many especially only like what seven to ten games in now yeah god that's so many and cracking up only one two uh i'm fine okay so no more injury news but some good news was the anaheim ducks had two debuts on thursday ahead of their game against Dallas so Tristan Manu question mark 53rd overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft in Leo Carlson the second overall pick in this year's draft also scored his first NHL goal in the third period that was really cool to watch I feel like we're seeing a lot of like history being made it'll be really cool to see where these guys are in three five years oh I know awesome young talent and I like that the ducks newbies are called ducklings or at least that's what the fans call them and that's like my favorite thing I'm like we're calling this six three player a duckling i love it was it you told me last night that was it quinn hughes's nickname is huggy like yeah how cute is that (laughs) he looks like the least like he doesn't even look like he likes hugs and the fact that they call him huggy is the best thing ever doesn't even look like he likes (laughs) uh speaking of hughes his brother jack of the new jersey devils became the fastest player in franchise history to post 10 points in a campaign besting john mclean with a five point goal average in 1988 and 89 and as of today he has 17 points wow so far in the season that's crazy wish wish he was on my fantasy team And then some other good news. The bit on Pride Tape no longer exists. That was short-lived. And thanks to uh, Arizona Coyotes player... Travis Dermott. Travis Dermott. Yeah. He wore a little bit. Like, literally, maybe, like, two or three inches on his stick. I barely even noticed. Yeah. This whole thing is just over now. Literally, just... What was the whole point of it? That was just... That's just so embarrassing. Like, all that. For what? That, yeah. I guess what's frustrating to me in that whole situation is that he's not a big player. He has, what, a one-year contract with the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. He's been on a couple other teams. He has so much to lose, and yet he is the one who, you know, basically made it go away. He's not a Sidney Crosby. He's not a Connor McDavid, who, if they had done it, you know— things would be totally different. It's just kind of crazy to see just this little guy speaking up and everyone's like, yeah, he's right. I don't know. I really liked that this whole story. Just unfortunately that it had to happen. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, hey, it's done. Now they can just do whatever they want. Yeah. Which they should have been able to do in the first place. The rules in the book say they can have any kind of tape. I, I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't very well thought out. No. I feel like, you know, we're getting into this next one, which is uh, Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators is suspended for 41 games for betting, but didn't bet on NHL games. So, you know, that also makes no sense. I feel like I just have so many questions about... I read something about like someone using his account or something. And then that's why they came out like, okay, well, no sharing accounts. No joke. The fact that these guys can't, no jokes. 
You can't be funny, guys. No hanging out with your friends. No joking about betting. No jokes. The, the no I, jokes kills me. What was that one? I know. I was like, you, you send it to me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the rest makes sense. The no jokes one? Why are we micromanaging like this? It makes no sense. So things players to be warned about uh, involving betting. Don't share your account. Don't place bets with third parties. Prop bets will be treated as betting on games. Don't joke about odds with friends. Don't share inside slash injury information and don't bet illegally. And it's so funny to me that this is like a thing because the Ottawa Senators who have suspended him for 41 games, well, they didn't, but the NHL did, have a betting ad on their helmets. Most teams do. That's literally insane to me. And it, the whole message from the NHL about this has been so vague. I just have so many questions. I'm also just, like I was telling, I was like, am I naive? Because I really don't understand. I didn't even know that betting was illegal like that. I'm exposing yeah. myself there, but I just, I just didn't know. Yeah, it never really occurred to me to like think about betting ever just because it's not something I ever really want to do. Yeah, I'll play same. the lottery, but I think that's just different. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Oh my god, the frozen frenzy though. Yes, the frozen frenzy. Let's chat about that because uh that was a lot. You took notes. I did. I had to oh, my notebook's downstairs, I'm not gonna go get it. But yeah, I was taking notes. I think that was I think in that moment, I was like, I don't even need a diagnosis for ADHD. I feel like this is it right here with how I'm managing watching these. Because like, at some point, I was watching like two games at a time. The only full game I did watch was the New Jersey Devils. And then I ended up going back to watch, I think, the Penguins. And then I think I ended up going back and watching in full two other games. I cannot remember. But at this moment, <laughs> it's been a few, it's been a week. But yeah, I was taking notes and that was kind of helping me focus. Cause I was just I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like I was writing down like if someone was I don't know like I, I can't explain it. Like it was helping me focus. I had to take notes and watch the game at the same time. I mean, if it helps you, I mean, I totally get it. Yeah, helping you. I guess I maybe understand better when you're watching because you're like, okay, well that just happened, so I can write it down. And then when you write something down, I feel like you remember it better. So it totally makes sense. Yeah, because I was keeping track of like how some of the like I guess how like some of the checking was going. I don't think there was too many uh, major penalties. There was just penalties everywhere. But like, I feel like everyone, maybe with the exception of one or two teams, like everyone played really well that day. I watched like how many games were there? There were 16. Yeah. And I ended up watching 11. Dang. Yeah. I was, it was hockey all day into the night. The only one I fully watched was the cracking game, but I did put it on when the first game first started just so I wouldn't like forget there was a bunch on. Um, and then I kind of just like flitted between a bunch of them. And then I think eventually I put the cracking game on my TV and then I think I put the penguins game on my laptop. Cause I think just, both of us are secretly like big penguins fans. They're like second favorite team. Yeah. <laughs> I just penguins like fan on low key. Yeah. <laughs> I just need them to do better. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I don't I don't know. They the last couple games, like they it makes me sad for them. I just I don't know. Like I know the Mock and Smith def defense. I really like how they work together, but then at the same time, I'm like, what? Everyone else, what's happening? And then at some point, I'm like, is Russ the only one playing today? Like, where's everyone? At? Like, I just I don't know. I don't know gotta what's happening get, there. Gotta get their shit together. Like, do they need more bonding? Do they need like a golfing day? I don't I don't know what you need. And I don't care at this point. Like, come on, guys, just get it together. Because they'll win one game and then like lose two. Yeah. <laughs> 
At least you picked a winning team. The Devils are doing really good. Yeah, but their captain is being beat to shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's got that Connor Bedard situation going on where everyone just kind of wants to take him out. Pick and like, him. yeah, picking on him. And it's just like, hey, are you that threatened? Like, I just don't understand. Also, too, I'm like, Nico, yeah. take that. Like, just take a penalty. Like, it's... <laughs> Just start swinging. I don't even care anymore. Like, somebody do something. Oh, man. He's too good. He is. That's. I, I guess it's a threatened thing, you know? You take the kid out and hopefully you don't have to deal with him anymore. Was it we both watched the Dallas Stars to the Stanley Cup-like road journey or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's unlisted, unfortunately, so I don't know how anybody else can watch it. But um, they just have these meetings where they sit there and talk about the other team and, like, their weaknesses. And it's just kind of wild to, like, actually see, like, that happening. To think about that, yeah, like, they're in those meetings going, okay, who's here has played with anybody on this team? Like, this goalie's, like, this goaltender is, like, really good. So, we, like, these are his weaknesses that we're going to, like, try and play around. And, Give like, us the tea. It's so crazy. I'm like, oh my god, they really do do stuff like this. Like, of course that happens. Like, it's just weird to see. Yeah. I think the last little bit of news we have is Andre Svechnikov is back with the Carolina Hurricanes. There's a really cute video that they posted about him being back. Everyone's very excited. And then Joe Thornton of the San Jose Sharks announced his retirement from the NHL on Saturday after 24 seasons. That's crazy. 24. How old is he? I don't know. Let me look up. That's a good career. Uh, He is 44. Wow. Oh, wow. Good for him. Started in 97. That's Wow. As far as uh, Svechi, he the fact that he his first practice back, he took a puck yeah. to the face. Poor guy needed stitches. What? Like I saw, I'm like, oh yeah, he's back on the ice. Like he has no more no contact vest. And then like and a couple hours later, I see photos and videos of him. Like his like, oh, he's skating off the ice because he took a puck to the face. Okay, he's back, but it's he's covered up. And then turns out he needs stitches. I'm like, oh my god, don't break him. You just got him back. His whole chin just like bloody so bad. Definitely excited to see him play because I've only like seen videos of him and heard good things about him as a player. So yeah, and then we started watching during playoffs and he was out, so we didn't we haven't gotten to really like see him. He's kind of bummed he wasn't feeling good enough when I went and saw the Hurricanes play against the Ducks, but. You know, next time. Can we just talk about the Vegas Golden Knights losing their streak, their winning streak, and the Bruins and the Avalanche? There are no undefeated anymore. Everyone is on even playing ground, in my opinion. That was so funny. Like, who did Vegas lose? The, the Blackhawks? The, the Blackhawks. <laughs> the Blackhawks and little Connor Bedard. And the Bruins lost to the Ducks. The, the Ducks? Yep. I don't remember who the Avalanche. The, I think the Canes, maybe? No, it was the Flyers. It was the Flyers. Okay. That, yeah. Good times <laughs> for me. That was, it all happened like back to back to back too. And that was, I'm not gonna lie, I giggled. I know the Blackhawks Vegas game went into OT. And then I think the Ducks Bruins game also went into OT. And then the Avs just didn't score. Yeah. That was crazy. The Avalanche not scoring at all. What happened? I don't know. Wait, was that the game that Kale got hurt? Yeah, that was the Kale McCarr was mm-hmm. he was injured. He wasn't out too long, um, but he was out for like a few minutes, and then he ended up. He eventually did come back to the ice, and then Nathan McKinnon was not happy about because I guess there was no penalty called on that boarding 
or anything. And uh, he was not happy about it and ended up taking a 10 minute penalty and a two minute. So he was off the ice. He was in the locker room for 12 minutes. Well, that's how you defend your players. You know, that's what you want to see. But everyone else didn't because they didn't even like, were you guys not trying? At least get a score in. I always get, I always feel so bad when they can't even score one. It makes me sad for them because I like the Avalanche. I think they're really creeping up toward like favorite team status. They're fun to watch. And like, I know you've asked me, like, we're probably going to be coming up soon in a couple of weeks, like who we're going to predict to be like, at least in the playoffs or who might even win the Stanley Cup. And I, at, at, the way everyone's playing, I don't even know anymore right now. I need, I, I feel like just things from when, what we first like did research into and we're seeing at the beginning of like preseason to now is just so not true. Like none of that information feels valid because it's like nothing is going according to what anyone thought. It just goes to show how fast paced and like unpredictable it all is. It's a, it's overwhelming. I feel the other day I was like, I don't want to watch hockey. I'm so like hockeyed out. And I've done that to myself, obviously, but like it's just there's just so much. Like if there's not a game on, there's like something happening behind the scenes and it's just so hard to keep up. Obviously, that's kind of why we make this podcast is to wrangle all of it into one place. For your listening pleasure under an hour, hopefully. I just feel like it's just so much. It gets a little overwhelming at times. Okay, so we're going to get into the episode. I kind of like looked into three different sources, just kind of like picked at it because with everything happening and all these player injuries that we're seeing that we're not even sure is like a normal amount at this point in the season. Um, I was interested in learning a little bit more about the the equipment, the safety equipment and all that. Basically PPE of the hockey world. So let's get into it. So according to the International Ice Hockey Federation, the first organized ice hockey game took place in Montreal in 1875. The players had rudimentary skates strapped to leather boots and wooden hockey sticks. And at the time they played with a wooden puck. They donned heavy wool turtleneck sweaters, uh, football pants, knee-high socks, and gloves to stay warm and no other gear that's insane no other gear with knives on their feet but also can we talk about those cowboy skates from the the heritage classic (laughs) i don't know who it was but someone was wearing cowboy boots with ice skates skates. on the bottom i saw that too i'm like how does that even get how do you even customize something like that like that's in how i don't know to be comfortable yeah i saw someone put croc like crocs on top of skates and they couldn't skate in them because there's just not enough like i don't know balance or something support yeah yeah but the cowboy boots looked like they worked so as the game evolved and grew more popular the players started to add the equipment that is so common nowadays um the first thing to show up was homemade shin guards um that was constructed out of strips of leather and reinforced with wood, but that didn't appear until the um, 1880s. And not long after, goaltenders started strapping on cricket pads to protect them from flying pucks. I feel like the goaltenders are probably like the first to start adding on safety. I was about to say, they're just like being attacked on all sides by everything, I swear. Like, poor goalies. And by the turn of the century, the evolution of equipment started to speed up primarily due to innovations incorporated after um, player injuries. So elbow pads came into existence due to broken elbows from falls. Uh, Gloves began to feature padding and reinforced wrist guards to protect players from flying pucks and falls. Knee-high 
Padded pants held up by suspenders came into fashion during these years, and a version of them is still in use today. I would like to see the suspenders. From, like, back in the day? Yeah. So, it actually took an infamous incident during the 1933 game between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins for the idea of helmets to enter the scene. That was when one player, Ace Bailey, almost died after banging his head on the ice after being checked by Eddie Shore from behind. Bailey never played in the NHL again, and Shore wore a helmet for the rest of his career, something the NHL eventually mandated for all players in 1979. So, 1933 to 1979, it just wasn't mandated. Dated. But it wasn't until 1959 when Montreal Canadiens goaltender Jacques Plant refused to return to the ice after catching a puck to the face during a game that the idea of the netminder wearing a protective mask started to happen. In the years following World War II when hockey's popularity boomed with the advent of television, all of the gear in the NHL began to be brought under one set of standards. The use of new materials like plastics and fiberglass allowed the weight to be reduced, while new protocols ensured that any equipment worn had to be safe for both the wearer and their opponents. That's such a big gap in time, like 1933. So I'm going to read it. Okay, um, I kept it out because... I literally kept crying trying to like look into it. But okay, so you the gap from 1933 to 1979. So in 1968, Bill Masterson suffered a fatal head injury during a game. This tragedy really prompted heavier discussions about player safety and the need for helmets because at that point they were optional. So only some players wore them and it got to the point to where only if you were a player wearing a helmet, you would get traded because they're just like, okay, like this is, he's too high maintenance. It's ridiculous. But yeah, he suffered a fatal head injury during the game. Um, if you are brave enough to look that up and aren't as emotional as me, go for it. But I was crying reading it because it was really sad because it took 11 years for them to finally like actually, you know, make it like an actual rule because they tried, but the NHL kept denying it. That just, I guess... It's kind of telling of that time period versus now where the Adam Johnson stuff happened two days ago. And already the, you know, European Ice Association is mandating neck guards, you know? I think it's not only just people being really upset and demanding for it, is that the league itself is understanding that you have to keep your players, like you're essentially responsible for their safety and mandating things like that. People can do it on their own, sure, but until you mandate it, they're not going to really do it so i don't know i just think okay sorry no sorry um i also think it's important that to mandate things that are because like hot like you got to make good equipment like equipment has to be made well for your players to even want to because it looks like before the introduction of helmets came to be like there was resistance from players like they didn't want to wear them because they just like weren't comfortable some players did want to wear them because they felt safer and more protected and it ended up increasing uh physicality on the ice it wasn't until later on that they're like okay even to adults you guys all need helmets yeah definitely the comfortability of equipment definitely obviously needs to be there because otherwise they're just going to be pissed about it i'm really curious about what the helmets look like that they wear on the ice and how i guess protected and stuff obviously it's probably not like a bike helmet or something you can just go grab off a shelf i assume yeah i'd be really curious to see what it looks like and feels like and all that stuff so when they added pads players um, used to bundle up to stay warm, not necessarily to protect themselves, and which made them susceptible to injuries such as broken bones, cuts, etc. In the 1920s, uh, players began wearing makeshift pads, 
which like we said, from leather and over time, the pads became more and more advanced incorporating materials such as plastic, fiberglass, and foam. And today, hockey pads come in lots of shapes and sizes for shins, shoulders, elbow, and girdle pads. Yeah, they are pretty protected. I have a history of working in safety. So like literally like my brain always goes to like, okay, how are they, how are they being safe out there? Cause this is crazy. Like, I know we like to see them fight, but fight safely. <laughs> as long as the helmet doesn't fall off, you know, that's what really gets me like head injuries are just so unpredictable and could go any way and it could go really, really bad really quick. And that just makes me super nervous whenever either a helmet falls off or their, their head hits the ice. It's just, yeah, not something I ever really want to see, even if I don't like your team. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> But uh, as far as pucks go, history of them and how they've kind of changed, they've been made of different variations such as wood, rubber, and even cow manure. Today, hockey pucks are made of a variety of materials, including rubber, plastic, and other synthetic materials to limit the amount of bounce and increase durability. They're a lot heavier than what I thought they were. Yeah, it, I was expecting it to be like $10, but it's 20 and I understood why it's twenty dollars because it's so like hefty oh i didn't even think about that yeah it's just like it's got a lot of weight to it. it's maybe like two or three pounds and it's nice oh wow well damn that it kind of explains too like when they're flying at like 90 miles per hour towards someone's face right not safe and then has there been any recent discussions about additional protective equipment in hockey? Obviously. So in recent years, there has been discussions about the introduction of additional equipment, such as mandatory full face shields. I know I saw wrist guards, obviously now neck guards. However, these discussions are still ongoing and there is and no definitive changes have been made or seem to be like changing anytime soon but with recent events we'll see how the conversation changes i do want to say that i kind of picked from three different sources on all this so if you kind of want to look up something even more specific probably in there that i left out i went on to philson.com the and freshgear.com i think that's all we've got today obviously the conversation about adam johnson is a a big one and definitely something that I think we're all going to be thinking about for quite a while. But yeah, I think that's all we've got for you guys. Ariel, where can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram and TikTok at it's Ariel Garcia, I-T-S-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. And then on Twitter at Ariel Garcia. You, Ashley? Uh, if you so choose to follow me on the internet, it's A-E-N-E-W-B-Y. And then also give all of our socials a follow at Pod. over on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, all these places if you need us. And we will see you guys next time. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.